What's up, guys? Leah Pika here. Today's guest is taking the technology sales world by storm by showing you how to create and deliver killer product demos. Stay tuned to find out who's making a cameo on the Present Beyond Measure show, episode 20. Welcome to the Present Beyond Measure show, a podcast at the intersection of analytics, data visualization, and presentation awesomeness. You'll learn the best tips, tools, and techniques for creating analytics, visualizations, and presentations that inspire data-driven decisions and move you forward. If you're ready to get your insights understood and acted upon, you're in the right place. And now your host, Leah Pika. Hey guys, welcome to the 20th episode of Present Beyond Measure. Woohoo! I have a super interesting show for you today to celebrate this platinum episode. So cool. Thank you so much for sticking it out with me this far. I'm just, you know, when you decide to create your own podcast, you don't think that you're going to get this far. And, you know, you guys are everything to do with that. So I'm so infinitely grateful for you. I'm also infinitely grateful for the reviews that you leave me on the show on iTunes. So I want to take a moment to read another lovely review. Great. This one is by bpel 37 Great tips for analysts. I recently stumbled on Leah's podcast and I have to say it's been an awesome binge fest. Yes. (laughs) As a nascent analyst, hearing her insights into creating and presenting persuasive presentations has been beneficial in more ways than one. I also love how she's challenging analysts to change their opinion of presentations from being the necessary evil in their job to something that can set them apart within their career. Thanks, Leah. No, thank you, BPEL37, because you've completely hit the nail on the head of why I am doing this. And I am so grateful to you for recognizing the mission, which is that presentations in your career as an analyst marketer is something that's going to propel you forward. It's not just a necessary evil. So I'm thrilled that, you know, you, you pointed that out and I'm so glad that it's serving you that way. So remember, as a show of thanks, I'll be reading out my favorite reviews to show my appreciation. If you'd like to leave a review and get a shout out, please visit the show in iTunes and click ratings and reviews. I really appreciate it. So today my guest isn't actually in the realm of digital analytics and marketing, but he's offering something that is so tremendously useful that I had to absolutely introduce him to you, my listeners. You know, in our field, we are inundated with product demos of new technologies for measurement and traffic growth and all other sorts of missions every day. But I personally find that a lot of product demos suffer from some of the same pitfalls as regular corporate and industry presentations do, you know, being without the right tool set to create an impact, and in this case, lock down new clients and sales. So I'm bringing on a friend of mine whose podcast I guested on several months ago, who's launching a book to help service providers create product demos that demonstrate insane value and gain customers. I'm so happy to be offering this fresh take on the show. So without further ado, let's get to today's awesome guest. Hey guys, I'm so excited to introduce you to my guest today. He's the host and producer of the public speaking podcast, Time to Shine, on which I was actually a guest several months ago. 
He has spent more than three years as a product manager in the software industry as well. And either on stage or on blogs, he advocates making technical presentations and product demos that engage and inspire. And he's currently writing the book, Create and Deliver, a Killer Product Demo, which given our very technologically oriented industry could be a total game changer. Please help me welcome Oscar Santolaya. Hello, Leah. So great to have you today. So, um, Oscar, we met several months ago. Um, I had found your website and your podcast, and I thought that, you know, the guests that you had were fantastic, and I really loved, you know, your the questioning style that you had. Um, so, but I, I love to hear a good origin story. So tell us a little bit about the path that led to where you are today as a presentation trainer, a podcaster, and even with your new focus. Sure. I am an engineer by profession, so I've been working in several technical roles for over a decade. So at some point, I was also a lecturer in my university, and I didn't have the habit of reading too many books or even buying a book unless I had to. But one day, I was in a bookshop, and one title that caught my attention was Dale Carnegie. Mm -hmm. It was public speaking and influencing people. That was in Spanish. So in Spanish, it even sound a bit more intriguing. So I just took it and I started checking a bit. Okay, this sounds interesting. It might help me because now I'm a lecturer. So I read that book and I would say that is the, that is the book that in which I decided to, to take public speaking seriously. And that's what it happens. So gradually I became more and more interested in that. I also became involved in Toastmaster International. Mm-hmm. And at some point, I decided to mix this, the technical plus my interest in communication skills and public speaking. So once I start writing a, an article, what are the, mm, the guys in the technology arena that inspire me or inspire others? And I made a list of, I think, what's like eight or nine of these. And I was um, Jeff Bezos, um, Jack Dorsey, mm-hmm. Guy Kawasaki, guys like this. And that was the first time I started paying attention. What are the best things in each of them? And got my, these first role models. And f- a few years later, I, I, as you said, I decided to start a podcast in, <laughs> in public speaking. <laughs> and yeah, that was the topic of shows. I just wanted to make a podcast. And when I was still, which, which topic could be, no, I will do public speaking and I will start interviewing awesome guys like, like you. <laughs> and, <laughs> and that was really, really how it continued. But also by, by combining these these two worlds of communications with the technology, I start also gradually paying attention to uh, speeches like the, the guys I mentioned you, but also in many of those, they made pro demos like in, yeah, in the case of uh, typical Steve Jobs or Elon Musk more recently, mm. they had, product demos also in their keynotes, in their presentations. So I start paying even more attention to that. And then I start writing about that, doing some short talks. And there was a lot of interest on that topic. So that's why I decided one day I will write a book. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Of course, that's the logical next step. Um, That's so interesting. So, you know, can you explain a little bit more about the background that prepped you for helping people develop effective product demos? Sure. I've been, I work as a product manager. Mostly I, that's why I started doing some product demos and also helping others to do product demos. 
And, and also I had been already learning more about the mechanics of communication so I can really understand also the, the, the sales that is related to pro demos. So combining all these together helped me to, first of all, analyze. So that's what I did a lot. I, I just like some pro demos like, oh, this is awesome, but then go again, check it for a second time, pay attention, dissect the demos, analyze, uh, check all the parts, why this was so impressive, successful, effective. And that helped me to gradually uh, dissecting many of these product demos and find the, what are the partners, the things in common that this product demo have that don't have many others. Because if you go to YouTube, you search for in general product demos, you'll find many, but mm -hmm. many of those are, are boring, <laughs> are not, are not effective. <laughs> And nobody has heard of them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, I can, I agree in the digital analytics and marketing field, we are inundated with product demos. And what I find for the most part is that they lose me very quickly in the beginning um, because of a lack of understanding of how to maintain attention. So what would you say is the best way to immediately engage your prospects when you're kicking the demo off? The first thing is to make a very short, um, like a pre-demo, just give some hints about your, what you're going to present. That's, I would say a mistake in many cases, because you can make a demo intuitively very easily. You know your product, you, you can say, okay, I can do a good demo, I just do it, I start. But many presenters don't take the time to, okay, pause and say, I am going to show this, or give some hints, at least, what is the context? This is very important, very shortly, of course. It's just one, two phrases, that's all. You don't spend too much time otherwise. And, and then you start uh, showing, the, showing the demo. Some person believe that it's better to show the best at first. I'm not sure about that if it's necessarily the best, but of course, you, if you have something really great to show, the wow moment, or you have more of those, um, of course, you don't leave it to, to the very end necessarily. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, early or in the beginning, but not necessarily the, the first thing, because otherwise you don't have too much else to, to, to keep the engagement until the end, depending how long your demo is. Mm -hmm. So can you give examples of what a pre-demo would look like? Are you illustrating like a persona situation of the potential customer or can you elaborate on that? Yes. The type of I created a structure that is, of course, it has been more based on the um, public demos, like the, uh, showing a public lunch, for instance, no? like uh, Steve Jobs showing the, the iPhone, iPad, or Jeff Bezos showing the Fire mm -hmm. Phone or the Kindle, this kind of. Um, and in these cases, of course, uh, the pre-demo starts with um, an introduction of who you are. In, in, if you are famous, you don't need that, but mm -hmm. if... In, in other cases, it's better that you, you show why you are the right person to, to present this demo. You are the CEO, you are the inventor. If it's a smaller event, uh, product manager or team leader, why you are the right person to do this. And then go mm -hmm. into to this, uh, as I told you, the second part of the pre-demo, which is give some hints what you're going to say. Give the context because demos you can do in... If it's not a public lunch, if it's a, like a sales meeting or uh, you're doing some um, user onboarding, something like that, you mm -hmm. 
you will have to do different type of demos from the same product, different. And it's better that you always say at the, at the beginning, what is the context? What are, what are you going to show particularly this time? Mm-hmm. So what is it about the audience that's, uniquely creating a context for how you're going to present because you may be showing the same product, but the framework that you're going to present it within or scenarios you're going to present are going to be different based on who you're demoing to. Is that pretty much the idea? Yeah, that's correct. Also, that's very important. What you said that, of course, you have to customize your your demo according to the um, level of understanding of your audience or your Mm -hmm. uh, prospect, depending who they are. If they are more technical, less technical, um, if they already know a bit of your product or they don't, yeah, it's customizing, um, yeah, knowing your audience, no, this is uh, one of the principles of communication. Yeah. Yeah. And actually that brings me to a really amazing resource that you offer on your site, which is the checklist for an awesome demo. And you know, what I thought was great was before you start putting together your presentation and scheduling and technical stuff, there's a big part on preparation. So can you go into the kind of things that go into a, a great demo in terms of preparation? Or do you go in with just like a boilerplate presentation that one size fits all? No, but definitely you need in the preparation, you need um, you need definitely to know yeah, what is a what is a context? Uh, in, based on that, um, I don't I don't know if uh, you, your question goes to already what is the um, the structure of a demo or is beyond the knowing how you have designed or created your demo. Well, actually, that was going to be my next question because you mm-hmm. mentioned the structure of a a product mm-hmm. demo. So normally, the structure that I see is. Here's our company, here's our clients, here's our product, me, me, me. And your structure seems to be a little bit more, again, audience focused. So can you go into like the structure of an ideal product demo? Mm-hmm. Yes, the structure that I, I, I mostly have been showing and is in this um, Pro Demo Success Checklist that is, is uh, I've been uh, offering to some person who have been signing up for this and... Mm-hmm. And it's going to be part of the part of the book. It's going mm-hmm. to be part of the book. Probably several versions, but it's the first, um, the more general structure that I uh, I show is this the pre demo that I already um, explained you mm-hmm. Intro- introduction the, to the presenter and uh, and this um, giving the context, giving a hint, showing the context. Then then comes the demo itself. Then you are really showing the the product how it works. At this point, I, the idea is to, to write a script you know, line by line in as analogy to a, I make an analogy to a theater play mm-hmm. in which the actor is already given the, the script. So the actor doesn't have to improvise or yeah. change anything. It's, it's written and the actor has to learn it, learn it very well and perform it, find the best way to perform it, to, to do it in, a, in an effective way. This, this is like the demo skill of some, some authors mentioned this demonstration skills. Now you might understand how to do, you know, your product, but how to do it in, in an effective way. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. And in the script, I recommend that there are, you write in two columns. One column is what, what I say, what I'm going to say, what are the words I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. And in the other column is what, I do 
because there are things that you do, but you don't have to say, no, because if you are, um, you can put, for instance, in this column, the, the passwords that you're going to enter or some other details that, uh, you don't have to, you don't have to tell them, just say something and do others at the same time. Mm -hmm. So that's how I recommend to make in a, a, a script. And inside this script, one thing that I really emphasize a lot in this book and in, in the workshop I've been holding is that take time to find some, at least one wow moment that it's a moment that is going to really uh, stick in people's mind. It's going to be memorable and people are going to rem remember after, after the demo. And for that, of course, you have to pick the list of your best features or capabilities mm -hmm. and once you know which one are the best, have more potential for, for being something impressive, really spend time in, in your creative side to, to really find a way that is, is, is really not so straightforward, but a way that really will be memorable. And that's tricky, of course, because having, having workshops and some people tell me, so we have a, a section for the wow moment. I asked them to make a wow moment. Mm -hmm. And yeah, of course, some, some people find it difficult. No, I don't know how to do it. <laughs> doesn't come to my mind quickly. And it's, it's okay. It's normal, of course. So actually, can you elaborate on exactly what a wow moment is and maybe offer a few examples that people could relate to? Yes, a wow moment is, is in, in, in short, it's showing, it's a small section of the, of the demo where you are showing a specific feature in a way that is, uh, it's, it's impressive and it's, it's going to really stick in, in the audience, in the prophet's mind. Examples are, for instance, one year ago, there was the demo of uh, Minecraft mm -hmm. for Microsoft HoloLens. I don't know, have, have you, you know, Minecraft? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. This is, this this game that is so popular nowadays and it's <laughs> available <laughs> in almost all possible platforms, mobile, desktop, consoles, everywhere. Mm -hmm. But Microsoft uh, show a new way, this Microsoft HoloLens that uh, well, still, I think hasn't been launched, but one year ago they were already presenting the, the new way to play Minecraft. Mm -hmm. And for that, they, they, they make a special arrangement that and in which this, this, um, the wow moment was when the guy had been playing Minecraft projecting just in a, in a wall, it looked like something normal Two guys playing together. And they say, what if we move the, from the wall, we go to the table. There was a table completely uh, empty and the guy who was presenting made some gestures and he said, create world. And then these words start creating from, from nothing and show like a, like a mountain with all these characters and everything, all this, all this building. And yeah, that was completely impressive. You could hear from the audience, the wow, wow and claps. <laughs> That's a great and, story. And I was pretty impressive because I, then I, I, I searched for some YouTube videos or some blog posts. And guys were saying like small reviews, video reviews in YouTube. Mm -hmm. They said, wow, I want it. I can pay what thousand dollars now I want it. <laughs> so it was really effective in that case. They created one moment and it was completely effective. So what it sounds like is the wow moment is less about showing a fancy feature, more about showing a benefit or value 
to your audience. And I, I think in general, that's what's lacking for me for a lot of demos is I don't understand what the actual intrinsic value is to me as the customer. So can you speak to how to frame, do you agree? And if so, you know, can you speak mm-hmm. to how to frame features and capabilities as benefits? Yes, of course. Uh, the, the, it's correct what you say that is, it show the, the capabilities translated or presented into clear benefit. Now something is obvious because, okay, wow, I know how this can help me or how, um, how good is this? No, it's, it's yep. not just saying that, okay, this is the list of capabilities, like in a table saying, this is one, two, three, this is my, these are my best features capabilities and showing one of them or more, more than one of them in, in real, how they, they work in a, in a really impactful way. So that is the, that is the wow moment. And that's, that's, that's the tricky thing, how to translate this list of capabilities mm-hmm. into something live visual that is really impactful. Got it. Great. Okay. So, um, you know, in your checklist, you also have something which I think is so vastly underutilized, which is rehearsing your demo. (laughs) At least that's the impression that I get sometimes. So how many times, what's the magic number for rehearsing your demo before the big show? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, as, as, as many as, as possible, of course. Yeah, I, you have seen in this, in this checklist, I put 20. My, <laughs> <laughs> might sound a lot. You heard that, guys? <laughs> <laughs> 20 times, yeah, sounds a lot. But it's, it's true, it has to be really many, and at least for the first time. And I know by some guys that have really... I remember one, one guy from, he was doing some API demo. So he was really this, doing this light, light demo, like in hackathons. And he mm-hmm. said that he was doing maybe 100 times until he knows by memory every, every step how to, how to really do it mm. over and over. And another, another is the story of, for instance, of the, uh, Steve Jobs when he had the demo of the Macintosh. And, and if in the, in the biography, he mentioned how he got crazy. He was the, the demo wa- was start to be done around one week before the, the public launch, the public event of the Macintosh. So the, the, in one week, the guys from, from Apple were among bug fixing and everything. They were creating the demo for him. And I think in the last two days when they were already um, at the auditorium rehearsing, like Steve just was really getting, everybody was getting crazy because he was so uh, so demanding, this has to be perfect over and over. I don't like this. Let's do it over and over. So it showed that he really did it a lot of times, not just, okay, twice it worked. That's okay. You know, he, he did many, many times number that is really difficult to count. So that's, <laughs> that's a <the> way. <laughs> so when you've lost count, you're done. <laughs> <laughs> and that goes for regular presentations too, I would say. Yeah, it's the same. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So you also talk about some of the things that typically go wrong and, um, you know, so many of these demos are done over the web where you don't even have a captive audience and you're relying on all kinds of technology. So do you have any advice for how to plan for the unplannable and prevent disaster? Sure. Of course, besides, besides rehearsing, because you can rehearse, rehearse, but there's other things that have, you have to take into account. For instance, you need to, to have 
like backups of your devices. That's uh, that's important. Have a backup of maybe your mobile phone or laptop. Um, you might have an extra if you want to demo, demo something in in your mobile phone. Have a second mobile phone exactly with the, mm. the same cons- same configuration, so you know that it's, if it is, this fails, you can go right away and try it. Another or very very similar, completely tested. A good example is when Steve Sinovsky for Microsoft he presented for the first time the um, Surface tablet. Mm-hmm. He was presenting, explaining, and suddenly the I think the Internet Explorer was that <laughs> got completely <laughs> unresponsive and. Yeah, that uh, that video is uh, a show in in YouTube with uh, some haha. <laughs> but viral. the great thing <laughs> he went went viral. That's correct. Mm-hmm. But the great thing that he was really prepared. So he he tried. Maybe he tried too much and co- continue speaking. But then he went just walk a few steps, and from the table you he took another similar tablet, identical tablet, and he continued with the demo. He worked properly. So everyone was was completely in the right backup. So that's, that's a great thing. The thing you can, the same thing you can do with accessories or cables or, um, uh, chargers, everything you might have a backup in, in, in just in case. Another thing is to have a list of known issues because Mm. you might have your product that is, is like a new release. Mm -hmm. You, You need to show the new capabilities. However, there might be some issues. But not only in your software or your on your product, can be also in the other uh, components that are dependent, like in the operating system or in the device you are you are using. So there might be some some known issues that is you know that if you do this, <laughs> there is a risk of, of of failure, of course. So it's good to know this list. Bring it every time you have your demo. Have your list of known issues so you don't know you know what not to do. And that makes a difference between a, a improvised demo than a prepared demo. Mm-hmm. I see. Are there times where an improvised demo is appropriate? Well, of course. When some um, one of the things, depending what you do, sometimes you have to, in the role you have, you just have to pitch twenty four hours, not twenty four seven, all the time. So you might be no, not fully prepared. But yeah, it's it's better if you have already done it many times. If you have done it many times. You can, you can do things at some point. Um, mm, I see. When you've man, really mastered by, it. By heart. Yes. Got it. But that's a long road for a lot of people, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> myself included. Um, okay. So I actually um, took a little poll around to gather some of the pet peeves that people in my field have around product demos. So I would love to toss some of them your way and kind of get your take on how to address some of that. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So one of the ones is uh, complaints is that it's not clear what the product actually does. So how can a product demo specialist craft something where this is very clear? Yeah. The clarity of what the product does. Yes. That's, um, yeah, that's a very, one of the basic, uh, question you might have. Yeah. You don't, sometimes you don't understand the demos. Uh, the guy's demo is over. He's happy. And maybe two guys, uh, got it, but the majority don't, don't really get what he tried to do. And it's, it's of course something we, we mentioned already customizing from the audience and also, Doing all this preparation, I mentioned already the pre-demo. You give some hints so people mm-hmm. 
understand already a bit, has some idea what is coming. Uh, if the demo has been successfully crafted, the, the script and successfully um, delivered, it's good. But after that is the, what I call the, the wrap up. In the wrap up, you want the first part of the wrap up is to reiterate what you have just said, mm-hmm. just shown actually. So again, sh- saying in in short words what you just have said, and that also that also helps to to again reiterate and help people to to process. But it's it's more a matter of how you the part of creating the demo, how you have pre- um, designed the demo, created that is that's the thing that makes um, makes it easy to understand. Absolutely, and I mean. Reiterating the recap, I think, is just the most one of the most important components of any presentation. Again, right? Because mm-hmm. you don't just want to maintain their attention during the demo; you want them to come away and leave it in their mind, and their their wheels are turning and thinking about how much they need this thing. Um, so, absolutely, reiterating not only what it does, but also the benefits to them. I think mm, is exactly. such a missed opportunity. So, that's fantastic. So let's see. Another one is that um, when they're asked about the platform, they gloss over the shortcomings or lack of capabilities still. Do you find this is a common problem? How would how would they get around that? Mm-hmm. Yes, this is, of course, it's going to happen more in the context of, um, I guess, it's a pre-sales meeting, for instance, okay. the, the context or... It, yeah, this is not going to happen, of course, in a in, in a public launch or something like that. Yes, yeah, so when, when you are, um, but you might have already the the understanding. Part of your preparation will be having the the understanding. What are the expectations of the of your prospects? What are the expectations? And based on that, of course, if, if you know that they are expecting some explanation about some capability, even compared to a competitor, would be a a mistake definitely. But in this case, uh, I would say you have to you have to demo that, that capability one way or another. Yeah, it's a, a bit tricky questions, but uh, mm-hmm. how to do that? But yes, find a way. I don't think you will find a wow moment for that because it's not <laughs> right. your it's not your strength. Mm-hmm. But you can you can make like a special section of the demo to 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 show maybe the progress of what you are doing or what is coming or you can show one important thing. Also, I, I had an interview when that one person who does pro the most very often. And, and she mentioned that also being transparent in the, in the roadmap. So what is, what is coming on your, on your product? That's something that really can benefit if you show this openness, not just showing the, the roadmap in a, in a honest way. Okay. This is what is, is coming. Okay. I don't, I don't have this capability now, but, um, yeah, it's in a roadmap. Mm-hmm. Got it. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. What about during the demo, you know, instead of kind of checking out and going through your script and disconnecting, do you have any advice for gauging the audience's reception of the product throughout the actual demo and at the end of it? and everything to kind of understand how it landed. Yeah. For the connection actually is the same applies for, for any presentation. The way you connect is 
is to well, you start getting some rapport with the audience, uh, eye contact, and mm-hmm. being being friendly, showing that. In this case of the demo, it's showing that you came to to help them. That's that's mm-hmm. really show that saying maybe before the demo in this if this is a sales meeting a, a pre conversation you 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 show already this so you you create the atmosphere before that so that could be like done in the beginning not creating this of showing that like, we are here to help and do your best for you and of course uh, this the eye contact is very important because if you are mm-hmm. doing a demo it's typical that you are looking at the screen or you are looking at the at the product if it's a hardware and you might lose, of course, the, this, um, this connection with the, with the audience. But the same applies in a, in a presentation. If you have your slides and you are 50% of the time looking at the slides, it's, it's, it's the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I find a lot during any kind of presentation, the speaker will turn their back to the audience and start reading off of the slide. And it's one of the fastest ways to lose that connection. So I think that's really excellent advice. So why don't you tell us about your new campaign on Indiegogo for the book that you're writing that's all about doing this? Sure, sure. Okay, this this book I'm creating, um, I'm writing the book about this topic, no? Create and deliver a killer product demo. I start writing very late last year, December, really writing, doing more research and writing about that. And... Yeah, I'm already approximately 50% done and I've been doing this. I launched a crowdfunding campaign mm-hmm. already last um, 11, of, 11 of May in Indiegogo. It's going to be until June the 10th, exactly one month. So yes, what I'm, it's a way to, to get more, more feedback. It's, it's a really great way to to expose myself globally, to get feedback that's something that I really encouraging a lot. I, I present some, okay, some like in this, in this conversation we are having and some other articles I wrote in, in what is available on the, on the website of Indiegogo. Mm-hmm. I'm showing some part of the, of the, of the book, what mm-hmm. I'm, what I'm covering and really um, very willing to get get a lot of feedback. And of course, uh, it can help me to spread the word about this and help me to to have this this book uh, done. So my plan is to right after the 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 Indigo campaign is already absolutely until June the 10th. Assuming uh, a very successful campaign, I will right away start complete writing and completing the book. And I'm. I promise to deliver by September. And that's still my promise. I really wanted to have it soon. So I have a really great book for all of you by September. And I, I think that's such a great way to approach writing a book because you are inviting in validation and feedback of your product um, as you're building. And I just think that's a really audience-centered way to do it, which is the underpinning of your whole platform for creating awesome product demos. So I I admire that. So I call the next segment, the upgrade. It's a power tip for presenting in general or PowerPoint or the tools that we use in our trade to do our job better. So do you have anything fun for us today? 
Well, I hope this is fun for me. For me, <laughs> I'll it's be fun the judge actually. Of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of the things that it's um, overvalued. No, sorry, undervalued in 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 general in public speaking in presentations is the power of the or the voice. So one of the things I do, at least just before or the day before I I have an important presentation, workshop, interview, is to do vocal exercises. No? Mm. So I, ideally you should do it every day. Mm-hmm. Similar like a singer does, doing yep. sounds a lot. I'm sure you do that. I do. I sing <laughs> <Yes>. every day. <laughs> wow, nice. I, <laughs> I should do that. To my dog. But yeah, it, it's, do it, uh, it's doing vocal exercise very often because it's, it's really, really important. Sometimes people... Uh, in this in this era that we are using so much text, text, and we can do we can work for many hours during the day without talking with almost anybody, and it might happen that the first time you talk with someone, your voice is completely weak, and you can be even surprised yourself. No? Mm. So it's it's very important to really have this mm, to develop a a powerful voice because that's something that is really going to help you get a great impression. That's something really undervalued. Many people are used to, to speak in public for presentations, leading meetings and et cetera, et cetera. But they could do much better if they spend time or in doing vocal words up that is going to strengthen their voices. So that would be my piece of advice. Excellent advice. Do you happen to have any resources to point the listeners to where they could start getting their feet wet with that if they wanted on on the vocal warm-ups yes i usually recommend the um, the material of roger love i don't know if you you know him roger I don't. Love. yeah okay roger love is actually also from us he's from uh, from i think from los angeles and he's a very uh, he's a great voice coach also for singers and for for speakers hmm. too so he has developed programs for especially for speakers today so they have the uh, the perfect voice is the is a is the name of the program so mm. for instance you can go to his website and get some some free uh, introduction videos and most of them are really so convincing that it's, it started to me also i i did, okay let's let's try this and when i listen to all what he has to to say well wow i really <laughs> have to follow and from then i understand the understood the importance of really continuously improving my, my vocal power i'm so excited i've not heard of a resource like that so i'm definitely going to share that on the show notes page i'm also going to make sure that i share the link to your indiegogo campaign which ends june 10th and also how to sign up for that fantastic checklist which i think is so valuable oh thanks a lot Okay, so we've arrived at our final question. Mm -hmm. Think hard. So imagine this very plausible scenario. You're enjoying a music concert under the stars when you trip and fall through a rip in time and you're brought back to the precise moment you're about to give your first presentation. What would today you say to then you? Okay, what I would usually do is to listen to some of my favorite songs that really lift me up always. And one of my favorite songs, for instance, is um, Wake Up by Arcade Fire. Mm-hmm. One of these songs. And yeah, I would, I would listen to this song just before having my presentation. And of course, putting in my also the phrase, I'm here to help. 
which is what I think of the audience that is going to to listen to me. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's <laughs> that's a great one. I actually I always listen to music before I present. <laughs> it's very calming and um, just centers you a bit, and you know I, I think that's fantastic. So unfortunately, we've run out of time, but please tell the listeners where they can keep up with you and um, how they can connect. Yes, thanks a lot, Leah, for talking with you. It's been a pleasure. And yeah, the best ways are for for following me. The best way is via Twitter. My handle is osantolaya, is O-S-A-N-T-O-L-A-L-L-A. And you can visit the 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 webpage of my book, that is the crowdfunding campaign of my book, is the, the shortcut is book.killerproductdemo.com. So it's B-O-O-K dot K-I-L-L-E-R-P-R-O-D-U-C-T-D-E-M-O.com. Great. And again, all of those links will be on the show notes page for this episode at leahpika.com slash 020. Well, I just want to thank you so much, Oscar, for being on the show today. It was great to reconnect with you. Um, I think what you're doing is a public service and it's going to be so valuable. And I really wish you the best of luck with your campaign. Thanks a lot again for the opportunity to talk with you again, Lee. And I hope we'll be in touch and an opportunity to talk again in the in the next months. I think always a pleasure to hear your voice and and now that be able to address to your audience. So all the best. Thank you. All right. That was great, huh? I love connecting with people who are trying to serve such an important purpose by knocking down the challenges in a particular area like that. It really resonates with me. So I want to thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Present Beyond Measure show. If you've liked what you've heard, please hop on over to iTunes to subscribe, leave a rating and review. As I said before, they're so appreciated because they tell me that I'm on the right track for you and they help get the message out to other practitioners such as yourself. And I'll always be reading out my favorite ones on future episodes. To catch all of the resources and links and the Indiegogo campaign for this episode, please visit leahpika.com slash 020. And I always would love if you'd leave me a comment or suggestions because I want to hear about the challenges that you face when presenting information, anything you'd like for me to talk about here. Or you can tweet me a question for the show by including my Twitter handle, which is at Leapika, and including the hashtag PBM as in present beyond measure. And if you or your team is ready to take your analytics presenting skills to a whole new level, please book me for a private workshop, which is my entire toolbox for creating presentations with lasting impact. You can find more details at leahpeak.com slash workshop. And I'll leave you with a little presentation inspiration from Shep Hyken, and that is show value, create an experience, and always strive to exceed customers' expectations. That's what it's all about nowadays, showing the value. That's it for this time. Namaste. So the the wreck is stopped now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It'll drop (laughs) for a few words. (laughs) Hello, hello. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, great.
don't be thrown in case I disappear for a second. Can I do that?